0: Hello and welcome to solo travel with Darren. This is episode number 44. And today I'm going to be talking about what you can tell your friends and family and everybody when you come home from traveling. And this is probably the last um, podcast episode in my kind of step by step how to travel internationally. Um, I think in the next couple episodes, um, in the next couple weeks, I want to try to switch into more, I guess, inspirational type podcast episodes and also try to bring in some guests and do some interviews. Um, and because there's a lot of people who've traveled the world, it'll travel a lot more places than I have who I would love to sit down and talk with. And so my, my friends, like, Tim and Sergio and Gil and Gotham and all those guys, they can expect a call from me um, to have them do an interview on this podcast. And then, like I said, the inspirational stuff is kind of the same stuff that's on my older website, Darren'sTravels.com, and my YouTube channel. And those are all just videos of where I've been and kind of to inspire you um, to travel, and it's it's you know the implicit thing is, if he can do it, I can do it basically, and that's why I post the videos because anybody can do it, and if you can see kind of the places that look cool, then you you know go figure out how to go yourself and go. So that's what I plan on doing here in the next couple of weeks. Is kind of changing the the, uh, the, the format of this podcast instead of like, again, the self-help or the, the help, the tips, the tips and the step-by-step help, um, into more of like a more just a general inspirational podcast. But with that said though, like I said, today I want to talk about coming home and when you travel and you, and you come home, you're gonna, well, the first thing, um, you need to realize is that nobody really cares. Nobody cares that you travel. Nobody cares that you went 8,000 miles away. Um, You come back and everybody's doing the exact same thing that they were doing before you left. And part of the reason, I'm sure, is because I'm I'm a Gen Xer and all my friends are Gen Xers. And they are in that squeeze generation where they have to worry about their kids. And on the other side, they have to worry about their parents. So, the last thing that they have time to do is to think about traveling or caring where Darren went um, this spring or whatever. So, and I totally get that. And so, you have to realize when you come back, nobody, you know, not everybody's going to ask you how your trip was. Not everybody's going to care. But with that said, though, your closer friends, I guess, and your family will probably ask, um, how was your trip? And what you need to understand is that. You're gonna have so many things running through your head when you first get back. Um, you're not gonna be rea- you're not gonna be able to remember all the things that you did, all the people you've met, um, all the stories you had, because there's are just too many. And so, what I heard a couple years ago, and what I think is good advice, is that you should get one or two stories down pat that you can always tell. You tell the same story um, every time one of your friends asks you about your trip. And, I, and they say to have one good story, but I have two, basically. And the reason why I have two is because I have two based on who I'm talking to. And it's kind of funny because... And what I mean by who I'm talking to is, I mean, if I'm talking to somebody who has never traveled in their life, don't have a passport, have they don't have any interest in traveling, they think everything that's cool to see is here in the US, and just, you know, they just never, there's just they just don't care. Um, and then on the other side of it, there's my friends who've been traveling the world for 20, 20 years, and they've been to, you know, hundreds more places than I have, and they think, you know, some of the places I go to are, are kind of silly. But but it is in it it's kinda of interesting though how that works. But anyway, so that's why I have two different stories. Um and then also I have different stories for my guy friends and then I have different stories for my family and my girlfriends. So but that's that should be obvious and reasonable. But what but what's funny though is when you're talking to your your seasoned veteran friends who travel and they've been to the places you've been to, and they've been to a lot more places. They almost look down on you when you travel somewhere and you just go to like the tourist sites. Um, And I think that's totally fine. I think that if I got on a plane and went 8,000 miles away um, and I just go to the things I'm supposed to see, that's in the tour books and the tour guides and all that, I think that that's fine. Um, But like I said, I have friends who they look down on me and it's like they're like, well, why did you go all the way to France and only go to the Eiffel Tower, you know, or why did you go to the Shams or whatever? Um, Why didn't you go out and spend some time with the French people out in the country and, you know, have croissants with Jean Francois or Pierre or somebody and wear a beret or something? Um, they want to know why you didn't do the whole authentic, you know, French experience. And you're like, well, wait a minute, don't I just get credit for just going in the first place? But it's, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. And then, like I said, the other people, you know, on the other side who've never been anywhere, they think it's just amazing that you just, you know, you went to a foreign country and they have all these questions about what it's like in a foreign country. And then you have to figure out how you don't, you don't want to break it to them that really there's a starbucks in every country there's a h&m in every country there's a Foot Locker in every country and the world is really not that exotic um at least in the in the cities anyway but so that's but again you have one story for each of those people and you know that, that that'll be good as opposed to like i said without knowing that you have just so many things rolling around in your head you uh, you can't come up with anything, con- you know, anything concrete. I um, mean, what I used to do is, uh, you know, people ask me how was my trip, and I was like, you know, it's it was great or it was okay or whatever, and that was that was it, you know, because I didn't have like one good story or whatever. But and then and then one other thing that your friends and family will ask, especially your family, um, they'll ask you um about the best or the uh, the superlatives, I guess they'll ask you what's what's the best place you went, uh, what's the place you didn't like the most, um, what's most overrated, things like that. Just the best and the worst of, and you know, and I always kind of have that in mind. I mean, I've been pretty consistent um, since I've been traveling. Um, I've always told, at least the when people ask me my favorite is, it's different than what I recommend. My favorite because I'm a single guy is moscow russia um i've never seen a place where there's so many good-looking girls and in the quantity the 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 number of girls just walking around during the day who are all just you know super super good looking um in my life never and so but that's me though because i'm a single guy and so when people ask me where they should go it's i'm not gonna tell them to go to Moscow. Um, what I always tell them is go to Rome, Italy. Um, Rome, Italy is the coolest city to see if you're an American or if you've never traveled before. Um, it's just one of those places where you really, really have to see. Um, and I, and I've been telling people that for, for years, go to Rome. The second place I say to go is to Prague, Czech Republic. Um, if you're interested in Eastern Europe or Central Europe, and you don't want to just jump in, you know, with two feet. Um, I say go to Prague first because Prague is definitely Central slash Eastern Europe, but it's very Western in the sense that you're not completely disoriented like you are in, in Russia or, or, or Ukraine. Um, it's, so it's a very, very good starting place. And I, and I, I say all that. Um, and that's in, in so Prague is like my second recommendation, um, after Rome. Uh, if people ask me, I will tell them, you know, where I think is the most underrated place. And if you've spent any, if you've seen my social media for two seconds, you know what that is. And the most underrated place is Zagreb, Croatia by far. Um, it just doesn't get a ton of attention on the travel scene at least for the western world um but probably the coolest place one of the coolest places I've ever been and and again coming from the perspective of being a single guy and just the vibe of the the whole place in Zagreb the most overrated place that I've been and and again I don't like being negative about any place so I'm, I'm trying not I try not to be negative and say any place is no good um, but in just my, my, my two cents is that the overrated places were, uh, Dubai and, um, Budapest, um, in the Budapest from a single guy's perspective. I mean, you, there's this perception or stereotype that the girls in Budapest, Hungary are all super good looking and that's not true. Um, but anyways, but that, but again, that's, you know, but if you go for just like the culture and the architecture and things to do, uh, Budapest is one of the most popular tourist destinations in central Europe. So please don't let me, let me stop you from going. That's for sure. Um, and then Dubai, I was there in, um, during the start of coronavirus this year. So maybe that had a lot to do with what I didn't didn't really like about it but what I wasn't impressed with was just how spread out it is I mean it's just so spread out and it's really uh, you it, it's just not a convenient city and the vibe is kind of like um, nobody's from there and so it's a lot just coming and going and a lot of um, just movement like I said it's, it's kind of like Vegas almost but not not as not as concentrated I guess but anyway, so that's what I always say, though, when I'm telling my friends or my family what I think is the most overrated place, the most underrated place. And then that leads me to my last point about travel. Um, when you start reading books and you start well, not reading books, but when you go online and you go to travel forums and you go to you know, other travel podcasts, um, a lot of times you'll come across people talking about trying to visit every country um on, on earth. And I think there's like 196 countries, I think. Um, and I think that that's kind of silly because the, I mean, when you've been to the country, that doesn't really mean much. Um, what's important is the cities and it's because the cities, two different cities in a country are just so different that when you come back from going somewhere, You really can't say, oh, yes, you know, this country is like that because you've only been to one city. It's like, you know, somebody coming from Spain, coming to the U.S. for the first time. If they go to New York, they're going to have a different experience than if they go to Los Angeles. And so it's more important to visit cities than it is countries, because, you know, when they go back back to Spain, They're going to say, oh, yeah, America was, you know, X, Y, and Z based on what they saw in New York or L.A. And in my in my experience, the most glaring example of that is um, going to Russia and you go to St. Petersburg, Russia, and it's almost like you're here in the U.S. It's super, super easy, very um, artistic, very casual almost. All the girls are kind of like hipster skater, almost. Um, it's not, and not, and not very good looking e- either. I mean, not, not. I shouldn't say not very good looking, but average girls, I should say, in Saint Petersburg, Russia. And and again, that was my. That's the you know the, the stereotype of Russia is you go down there and there are these supermodels walking around everywhere, and in Saint Petersburg, um, they're just not. But then you go down to Moscow and it every bit lives up to the reputation of supermodels work walking around everywhere and so the difference between those two cities couldn't couldn't be more just night and day and so uh, when I I always use that as an example of you know so yeah I've been to Russia but um, the experience in St. Petersburg is much different than it is in Moscow um, and again all from a single guy's perspective but So that's that. So anyway, so so I'll wrap up with that. Um, When you come home, just remember, most people just don't really care that you travel. And remember when you are asked to, you know, tell tell about your trip, you're not going to be able to remember everything. So just have one or two, you know, good stories down pat to tell. And then, you know, and also same thing, have kind of your places, your recommendations, because people are always going to ask you, you know, where do you recommend going or what's your favorite or where they should be away from or, you know, what's it like there? Um, have all those answers, too, because people will ask you all that. And then, like I said, after all that, then you can, you know, go home and, you know, start planning your your next trip. So I want to thank you for listening. As always, please subscribe to the podcast and um, check out my, you can check out my older site, uh, Darren's Travels.com. That's where I have kind of like all my, my same travel tips and all that, but there's more, uh, information on specific countries and cities and all that. Um, and, and I'll, as always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email at Darren at solomeltravel.com and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next Thursday.